All right, guys, welcome to episode 14 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And this week, you guys are going to have to bear with me because I'm still trying to recover from <laughs> coaching three-year-olds today. I'm like, I sound like I'm totally out of breath and totally out of shape, which is funny because I work out and they like took the wind out of me today. I had a, I was literally running around pretending I was a cow, a pig, an alligator, a snake at one point, a zombie. And then I had to end as a monster. By that point, I was like winded. I was like, okay, we got to sit down and stretch and let's talk about how you guys like practice. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyway, I, I'm so excited for this week. Um, the person I have on has such a phenomenal self-love journey. And it's funny because you get on social media and you follow these accounts and somehow, you know, our stories align so much. And, you know, I was so thankful for her reaching out during um, a giveaway she had. But before I introduce her, I go any deeper because I know me, I'll start chatting away. I want to read you guys. Um, we'll do an affirmation. We'll repeat after me. But first, I'm going to read by young Pablo um, some of his self-love. I'll read like two pages and then we'll go right into our affirmation. So we're going to start off with Self-love is the beginning, an essential centerpiece that opens the door to unconditional love for yourself in all beginnings. Self-love is a sincere acceptance of the past, an agreement to make the most of the present, and a willingness to allow the best to occur in the future. Do not confuse self-love with thinking that you're better than anyone else. True self-acceptance is accepting yourself for all that you are, especially the darkest parts. So with today's affirmation, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I did receive these cards from uh, episode 12, Mo, uh, Monique, and um, fell in love with them. I read them every day. So today's, I drew out um, this one. So close your eyes and repeat after me. Today, I will stop searching for happiness outside myself. I'll get calm, get back on track, and remember that the key to happiness is inside me. Often after, I've become peaceful and accepting. What I want comes to me with ease. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right, guys. So today, I have with me... She is an advocate for self-love, for self-acceptance, for mental health. She's also a Bomar athlete, correct? Um, so with me today, I have yes. Michaela Miller. Uh, if you guys don't follow her, we'll give you all the deets towards the end. But really, I want her to share her self-love journey because she is also, she went through B. SG, and I'll have her elaborate on what that is. But Michaela, welcome to the show. Thank you for inspiring many. And just knowing that it really truly is a domino effect. And you are inspiring so many on a daily basis. You, your smile radiates self-love. I absolutely love your page. And just thank you for saying yes. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I Talking about self-love is one of my favorite things to do. So 
Yeah. So tell us, what do you, what do you do? I know it says NASM, um, but tell us a little bit more. What, what do you do? And then if you could just elaborate on, um, your, um, BSG. Yeah. So I am honestly, right now I'm working like three jobs. I'm still full-time employed as a banker. Um, but I also am now a bariatric coach. So that's what BSG is. BSG stands for vertical sleeve gastrectomy. That is a weight loss surgery. Um, so I'm a bariatric coach, personal trainer. Um, so yeah, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach. Um, so that's what I'm trying to branch more into is helping people on their weight loss journey. Um, which to me is a self-love journey, like being to a point where you are so fed up with being sick and tired and hurting and you're ready to take your hand, your life and your health back in your own hands. That's like the first step to self-love, you know, learning about prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your health, doing what you need to do every single day to take care of yourself. Um, that's self-love. So that is, what I do. And then also, of course, running my Instagram page. I feel like that's a job in and of itself. So. Right. <laughs> it absolutely is. It really, you're just like, what am I going to write next? Like, what am I going to say? What kind of picture am I going to take? How am I going to inspire people? What's going to draw people in so that they know the true authentic me? Um, it really, it's, it's, a, it is work, but yeah, it's, it's also, a lot of work. Um, so inspirational. So, um, I did before I was supposed to, I had planned to read this in the beginning, but I do want to read it now just because I want, I want this, whoever is listening, I want this to be the, really the first few minutes of this is what you like retain. Um, so Michaela had written a post a while back and I loved it because it shows her tummy and her loose skin. And on the actual photo, it says, yes, I have loose skin. No, I don't have kids. Now, many people tend to associate loose skin with stretch marks with having kids. That is not the case. Not always, at least. Right. But she went on to say, reminder, you don't have to be a mom to have loose skin and stretch marks. And you don't have to explain your body to anyone. I used to feel ashamed of my skin and stretch marks, partly because I felt that we were only allowed to feel proud of these battle marks if they were the result of pregnancy. Like that makes it socially acceptable to have loose skin, whereas loose skin as the result of weight loss is shameful or a poor excuse. I was also worried that by showing my stomach off, people would just automatically assume I am my mother and that bothered me too. Not that there's anything wrong with motherhood. Moms are so powerful, strong, courageous, and beautiful. Your body gave life and it shows, but my body gave life too. I gave life back to me. My body has grown and stretched with me through all the phases of life so far, and it's still holding strong. My body is a warrior. My body has lived and gives me life every day. Now she goes on a little bit more, but that right there, that entire segment, but my body gave me life too. <sighs> like that is freaking powerful. And I, I literally I'm reading that and I was like crying, but you're a beautiful person. Like, oh, like I am just so I'm really just honored to have you on the show. I just feel like you're moving mountains. And with that, just alone, that, oh my God. Thank you. I, I feel like I can't even believe I wrote that. Like it, 
you reading it back to me like gave me goosebumps. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's thank you. Yeah, like you have such a testimony, but the fact that you're willing to share and post and be brave enough to say that because you're right, we <clears throat> tend to associate that. And with society, we frown upon women who are on this weight loss journey. This is the this is what the one thing I don't understand. We want women. Well, at least society wants women to lose weight and to look perfection and perfect. But when they're, you know, when they, they're bigger and they lose the weight, then they're shaming them for losing the weight because they look a certain way. What did you think? Like that they were going to look any different? Like they weren't their their skin wasn't going to have, whether it's stretch marks or, you know, the loose skin. Like, I don't understand. It's constantly like this you can never meet their expectations. And it's like, you're, you make women that much more uncomfortable. Their fitness, their weight loss journey is supposed to be like this magical experience within themselves, except they're having a hard time accepting who they are and the body they have now and they've grown into. Um, and then they're stuck in like limbo. So, I mean, did you ever experience any of that? Oh yeah, definitely. That's, I feel like you really hit the nail on the head. Like you just, you can't win. Right. And honestly, like plastic surgery is very prevalent in the like bariatric community, the extreme weight loss community, you know, and like, I, I mean, I myself might even have my loose skin removed one day, but you know, I, there was a point where it felt like I had to get that done to like love myself. It was, I was trying to figure out how I can afford it. Okay. I'm going to take out loans. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get the skin off. Um, because that's what I need to do to love myself. Like that's, if I do that, then I'll finally be happy. If I do that, I'll finally love myself. And, um, that's when I honestly really started to realize that I needed to work more on my self-love journey that I haven't accepted myself who as I am. And I realized, you know, even if I have plastic surgery, that's the other thing. Like society tries to make it seem like, oh, you don't like yourself. You don't like the way you look, just have plastic surgery and you'll love yourself. You'll Mm -hmm. you'll feel so much better. But even after plastic surgery, you still don't look like society's quote unquote, you know, picture of perfection, like swimsuit cover model, you know, you're still going to have, you're going to have scars. You're still going to have stretch marks. You might even still have loose skin even after surgery. So I, I really had to turn internally and figure out, okay, why can't I just like be happy with myself the way I am now? Why can't I just learn to love myself now? And a part of that is really saying like a big fuck you to society. Sorry. I don't know if we're allowed to get on here, but yes, we are. We're uncensored. Seriously. seriously, Like fuck you society. You know, like you have to stop. I feel like a big part of the true self-love journey is where you really kind of stop caring about other people and society and, you know, and that's hard. Um, it, not something that happens just like overnight you don't just like wake up and you're like yeah I don't care anymore what people think but it it's it's a process and it's like it's a practice you know Mm -hmm. like you 
for me, I think it was like, I practiced with like wearing some crop tops out, you know, out and about. And the more I did that and the more I realized like, I really don't care what anyone thinks. And quite frankly, no one is looking like no one cares. No one, literally no one cares. Literally no one cares. (laughs) And so it's like, that was a big light bulb moment for me. It's like, okay, so then why do I care? Like I'm, when we're wearing the bathing suits and the shorts and the crops and whatever it is, honestly, the only one being mean to you is probably you. Like, so anyways, I feel like I'm getting off on like a really big tangent right now. No, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, (laughs) but yeah, so kind of to circle back, like, you know, you go through this process, you lose all this weight, you want your body, but at some point you have to realize like, society's idea of perfect isn't right and you have to figure out what is perfect and right for you and a big part of that journey for me was turning turning my focus from like what my body looked like to what my body could do that helped me a lot like um you know I I work out a lot I I train hard I've gotten really into CrossFit I love weightlifting um, and focusing on that and like seeing what my body's capable of and then celebrating that, praising that, that has really helped me in my self-love journey as well. Like taking away the focus from, you know, it's not all about what I look like. You know, this body is amazing. This has been such a gift for me and a gift that I squandered for most of my life, quite frankly, like I, I didn't treat it right. And that's partly why I have the loose skin, but now I'm owning that and I'm accepting that and I'm forgiving myself for my past and owning my journey and accepting this gift for what it is. now. Like I, my body has just like you said, my body has given me so much life and the more I celebrate that, the more I learn to love it. And, you know, you're sitting here and I'm going back to one of your posts and you were talking about, you know, what helped you with your self-love journey. And, you know, you pointed out some women who inspired you, but now you're on the other side of that. You're inspiring these uh, women who are struggling, who were, who were in the position you were, you know, not so long ago. And like, that's a whole like testimony and just a beautiful gift to be able to, you know, accept, but rather than shield it off from the world, you're, you're an open book. You're telling your story, whether it's on social media, um, with those around you and you're impacting people in so many ways. Um, so it's just, it's just an amazing transformation that, you know, you get to sit here and just be really be a light and and change lives. But I hope you know that, you know, you're on that other end. Now there's women that are talking about you, you know, how you're changing their life when, you know, not, like I said, not so long ago, you were saying so-and-so was changing yours, but it really is. I was telling you before we started recording that it really is. You understand that it is a domino effect and like, it's, it's just, it's so powerful. And, you know, it's not just women, it's men too, but I feel like women, we struggle in our own way. And unfortunately, you know, when it comes to 
acceptance and like body positivity. That's something that we struggle with a lot just because, you know, again, society standards, but, um, you know, it's just a beautiful gift. And to see another woman accepting their loose skin. Um, yeah, mine was from pregnancy and, and yours was from your weight loss, but still it's like, it's real. It's not going anywhere. Maybe someday I'll get it removed, but I don't know about you, but I feel like it's a part of my identity. Um, and, and really accepting it and being able to share it. I feel like it, it gives other people, um, confidence to helps in their confidence, um, in their confidence journey. But, um, my question is what my next question would be, what made you, um, uh, was it, what made you want to get the BSG? Like, what was that turning point in your life? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I had the bariatric surgery when I was 25. Oh, I, (laughs) anyways, um, you know, and I had struggled with weight my whole life. Um, from a young kid, I honestly, you know, self-love, that's another thing. Self-love is a whole new concept to me just in these last few years, honestly. Uh, I feel like this has been a really big, like, boom and the like term self-love on I don't even know if I really knew that term Mm -hmm. like five or so years ago you know the environment I grew up in was very much you know diet culture watching my very thin mom go from diet to diet to diet um being told it as young as second grade that I needed to start a diet that I needed to lose weight like Um, you know, and that's where it all started. And I look back at pictures of myself and I don't see like an obese kid. I see a normal kid that, you know, is maybe a little thick. Like I was definitely, I've always been built like broader, you know, and more muscular than other girls. And so I was bigger than my friends, but I was not, when I look back at photos of myself, I don't see, you know, an obese kid. but to my dad and my mom, like they needed me to lose weight. They thought I needed to lose weight. So started at a very young age and, you know, just from diet to diet, feeling shame anytime I wanted to eat. So then I'm eating in private, you know, I'm like hiding my eating. Um, food definitely became my comfort. And honestly, I think it became almost like a rebellion for me. Like, the more my dad pushed me to lose weight, the more I ate. And so, um, when I was, you know, I tried several different diets and I would lose a little bit and then gain a bunch back and then lose a little bit, gain a bunch back. And when I was 20, I finally lost like 80 pounds doing a really extreme diet and, um, felt, I felt awesome. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like I thought that, I had done it and it was great. Well, I couldn't maintain that because it was done in such an extreme diet fashion. And I wasn't taught how to maintain. I, there was nothing about, you know, maintaining a healthy eating long-term and what that looked like or repairing your relationship with food or, um, you know, exercise at that time to me was still something that you just did to lose weight. Like 
the concept of exercising just for health and enjoyment and, you know, fun and to like, just to be, feel strong. get those goals. Like, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, what? who does like only athletes do that? Like, no, people <laughs> don't do that. You know, right. like we do freaking beach body when we want to lose 20 pounds. Like that's what we do. And then we stop. <laughs> yeah. Or P90X. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same. So now I will say I, I went back to beach body for a while once I had bariatric surgery because I do love their at-home programs, but yeah, I, I learned that they can be a part of a healthy exercise regimen that you maintain. I just, that just wasn't a concept to me. And so of course, all the weight came back hardcore. Um, I was also in an unhealthy relationship at the time. And so my weight ended up ballooning up to 300 pounds by the time I was 25. And, um, I had a health scare. I, I had this incidence where I thought that I was having a heart attack. Um, thankfully it wasn't a heart attack. It was just an allergic reaction mm-hmm. to emergency of all things, like the health drink stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but it was like the tight chest, the, like, you know, all the, like I'm Googling, I'm like webmding all my symptoms and it's like, yeah. get to the hospital right now. And so oh I'm like, fuck, God. I'm dying. Like, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was enough to scare me though, to be like, okay, but this could be real. Like heart disease runs in my family, high blood pressure runs in my family, high cholesterol, like diabetes runs in my family. And I just kind of had this realization of, you know, it's time, it's time to stop fucking around. Honestly, like that was, I had that, those words came out of my mouth. Like there's no more messing around with your life. No more diets, no more nothing. You're going all in. You are going to go like, and that's why I chose bariatric surgery. I did my research and it was like, this is my answer. This is it. Because this is a medical solution to obesity. This is a more permanent solution to obesity. This provides me a tool that I can use literally for the rest of my life. It provides me, um, you know, bariatric surgery versus any other method of weight loss out there highest rate of success, not just within the weight loss, but long-term like, and so that's why I was like in my insurance didn't cover it. So I had to pay for it out of pocket and I was willing to do whatever I needed to do at that point to just make it happen. Because again, like I was done messing around. I was tired of being young and watching all of my friends go out and do things that I couldn't do. Like I'm, this might get a little controversial on here um, because I know body positivity is really strong right now. And I almost feel like weight loss and body positivity cannot coincide. Like it's not something that jives well. Um, And, you know, here's the deal. If 300, if you want to stay 300 pounds, that's fine. That's fine. That's your choice. But you mm-hmm. can't sit there and tell me that at 300 pounds, you're healthy or that you are not at a high risk of health 
conditions right now. You can't tell me that your body doesn't hurt, that you don't struggle with sleep, that you don't struggle with depression and anxiety that's crippling, that you don't struggle with, um, you know, even just like little day things, walking upstairs, going for a walk, keeping up with a friend on a shopping day, like a full day of shopping. Um, no, my feet would be killing me. My back's killing me. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't keep up like just simple things. I wanted to be able to go hike. I live in Colorado. I wanted to go see the mountains and explore. And, you know, a big part of the body positivity movement is saying that, you know, big bodies can do anything they want. Well, I'm sorry, but you can't like, you just can't, maybe you can get two miles on that trail but you will be dying. Like I, I wanted to live. I wanted to experience life. I wanted to do the things that I've always wanted to do. And I knew that I'd never be able to do that unless I lost weight. I had to. And that's why I chose bariatric surgery. That's why I went down that road because I was done. Like I said, messing around with the diets that I couldn't stick to, didn't work, like too restrictive, too extreme, too whatever, you know, it doesn't, most of them don't provide a long-term solution. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I went through with bariatric surgery and, um, that was kind of, I mean, it's a really big drastic change that you kind of have to take on all at once. Once you have it, like you think you're prepared, but you're really not like you kind of just have to take it one day at a time. And it's a really big life change. Um, but then after a while, like I started to get back into working out and that's when I started up with the beach body tapes again. Um, I knew at that point that exercise would have to become just a daily habit for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's when I really started to learn, like, exercise isn't going to be something that's just to help me lose the weight. I'm going to have to maintain this lifelong. So then it's like finding what, what fitness I enjoy and what type of workouts I love and, um, you know, mending my relationship with food, working with a therapist, working through the, the, you know, mental roadblock yeah. issues that I had. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and then I, I lost all the weight. And again, I think I thought that if I lost all the weight, I would love my body. Like we all kind of think that on this journey, right, like right. once I lose the weight, I'll be happy with my body. And you are happy because you can do all these things and it's amazing. And you're discovering all these things. But, um, at the same time, it's so hard to look in the mirror. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's almost devastating sometimes. Like you just want to love the way you look and, and then the loose skin, there's a lot of body dysmorphia that comes with massive weight loss. Um, it takes a really long time for your mind to catch up with what's going on. And you look in the mirror and literally you see the old you staring back. I mean, it's like, you just can't see what you look like That's right now. And yeah. And the skin makes it even worse. Like the skin can make it really hard. Even for me now, you know, struggling with like, I'm trying to put on muscle. I'm trying to grow muscle now. That's a big part of my maintenance journey is like putting on more muscle. And that's hard sometimes to see under the skin, like to see the, the definition and 
you know, the the changes. Yeah. 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 Because they're subtle changes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to see the hard work with, with the skin. But again, I think really embracing fitness on this journey, like I said earlier, has been and that's why that's why I was really passionate about becoming a personal trainer because I want to help other people um, embrace that as well because I think this has been kind of the the biggest um, turning point in my self love journey is starting again to to focus more on what my body's capable of and what my body has done for me and the journey my body has been on um, instead of focusing just on what it looks like like you know, and when I'm in those moments of getting down on myself, or if I can't, you know, see the changes or whatever, it's like, okay, but wait a second, wait a second. Like, let's think about everything our body just did today. And like that workout that I just crushed. I mean, that's amazing. Like my body just did that. So yeah, give it the credit it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. Going back on what you said, the owner of street parking, she has, they have these new shirts now and says, health is wealth. And it was like, like my, like, well, that moment you're just like, yeah, like the simplest phrase, but you know, what I love most about this podcast is that it's your journey. So no one can tell you you're wrong, whether it's controversial to them and yeah, body positivity, like you said, like, um, doesn't mesh well with fitness or weight loss journey. Um, but in reality, if we look at the grand scheme of things, and I know people just want to center body positivity on just one, like one size, it's really just, it could, it's all, you know, it all types of sizes, the same way we want to categorize big boobs are good and small boobs are bad. Like, okay, well that's not body positivity. I mean, we're, we're, we like to contradict. And you know what, if it's not part of what we believe, then we want to bash it. But in reality, this is the beauty of it is that it's your journey and you're living it. You've lived it. You started at 300. You had, um, just like this, you know, scare and this enlightened moment where you were just like, something's got to change. Like I want to start living for me. You get to do all these things, but you know, you're a voice to the voiceless who might be in that same position who are just like. I know for me personally, I have aunts that have had it, have gone through the same procedure. And one of them, she, my, she was over 300 pounds. Um, my dad's oldest sister. And I remember her telling me when I was little, don't, don't let yourself go. And because if one day you have kids, you're not going to be able to enjoy them. You're, and she was crying because they had went to Six Flags. And she couldn't get on any of the rides because the seat wouldn't go down. Now, when you're not in that position or when you want to take the whole body positivity and promote whatever you believe in, that's good. That's how you feel. That's more power to you. But there's people in that position that are struggling that can't get on a ride with their kids, that can't ride an airplane with their kids because the seat, she couldn't even get on an airplane because the seat belt wasn't long enough, couldn't strap her like that does something to your mind. It is crippling. It, it really gets you to the state where something has to change. You feel helpless and you're trying to help yourself and you're trying to live a life, whether if you have kids or not. And so like you're, it's in reality. So it's like, you're right. Like, and at the end of the day, yeah, health is wealth. You know, it's, it, it could change your life for the better 
regardless if you want to believe it or not, you know, you're standing right here before us and it's your testimony. And in reality, like all the people that I know that are on a weight loss journey from 400, 300 pounds, they can really stand behind you and say the same thing. And they couldn't do the things or they could, they've lost, you know, time with family, with friends, because all the things they wanted to do, they weren't in a position to do it because they could, it it would hurt to walk. It, It would hurt to move. Um, so like, I mean, that's a big one. Like, I'm so glad that you touched bases on that because like, whether people want to see it as, you know, controversial, like you, you don't get to enjoy life this exact same. There's not going to be things that you're not going to be able to do. Um, and, and, and like I said, I can really attest to that just because my, I remember my aunt telling me that, and that was something as a child that I was like, huh? Like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever have kids anyway. Cause at that point I thought I was never going to have, kids. I loved kids, but I never thought I was going to have kids, but that was really something that just stuck to me. And I took with my whole life. Cause I was like, man, seeing like the desperation in her eyes and just the sadness and like missing out on life, like you are missing out. Um, and sometimes, you know, th- and for her, that was her wake up call. And for you, yeah. it was almost having you were thinking you were having a heart attack. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, it's absolutely. And then another thing I like, I love about you is that the whole diet thing, like people, I would sit down and talk about this and it's like so frustrating because people, go, I myself went through so many diets. Um, you know, when you're trying to, you know, find the solution, the one pill, um, the overnight success story, but it's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's a lifestyle change. And until you accept that, I promise you, like it, it becomes one with yourself, acceptance, story, yourself, yes. love journey. Um, but diets, <laughs> I mean, you could touch it based on this too, but people think that a diet is going to save them, but it's really a short-term goal. It's not long-term. And the only way to get to a long-term is if you see it as a lifestyle change, because you can go through the cutting of weight and blah, And, and, you know, this is why fighters don't maintain. If you see a fighter on the street before a fight, they're weighing in at their normal weight, 185, 200. And before a fight, they're shedding weight, like 50 pounds, 40, whatever it is. But it's because realistically you can't, I mean, maybe for some people they'll maintain it their whole life, but for, you know, Sally Joe every day walking around, that's not ideal. Yeah. You know, so. That's what, like, I get questions from people or like, in my messages and stuff, people will ask me, you know, like I'm thinking about bariatric surgery, but I'm also thinking like, maybe I should just wait. Maybe, maybe I should just keep trying on my own for a little bit more, like try one more diet, try exercising, you know, dieting and exercising again. And, you know, my response to them is like, to me, that's a bandaid. This, is more of a permanent lifelong solution. So like, are you, how much time have you wasted trying to keep putting band-aids on this injury basic, like when you needed to go get actual medical help for it? Like, you know, how much of your life have you wasted going from diet to diet, to diet, to diet, to diet? Like, why, why don't you just, you know, bite the bullet? I know it's scary, but you know, this could truly be your solution to lifelong freedom. And like I said, mending your relationship with food and, and adapting or adopting a healthy lifestyle. Um, and so that's, 
yeah, I, I definitely, I feel like I even, I'm in process of writing a post about this right now about how, um, going from diet to diet to diet is just like a band-aid solution. It's not Mm -hmm. the real solution. Like it's just putting another band-aid on. So, um, but yeah, and you, like one of the things you kind of touched on, um, you know, it disheartens me so much. Like, I feel like there are so many people out there that just want, like, they just want that freedom. Like they are so, they're hurting. They're so tired. Um, I've also gotten messages from people who are afraid to take the, or like, who don't want to take the leap into bariatrics because they feel like that's going against body positivity and they've worked really hard on their self-love and on their body positivity and everything like that. And they feel like if they go get bariatric surgery and lose weight, um, that everyone's going to judge them and that it's no longer body positive. And, um, that really bothers me. That actually infuriates me that, um, the body positivity movement has shifted so much that it's almost like a negative thing to lose weight and get healthy. I know that there are, there are negative modes of weight loss. There are not healthy modes of weight loss, but that is not the weight loss I'm referring to right now. I am referring to life-changing weight loss to get healthy. Like I'm not talking about chasing thinness. I'm talking about chasing health, chasing your life. Like Mm -hmm. these are people that literally, you know, feel trapped in their body and just want to like live life and enjoy life. And they're holding themselves back because they feel like that that's not body positive to do that. Um, you know, and the other thing is the stigma around bariatric surgery, the, the, you know, something you see all the time, which honestly, I've never actually had anyone tell me it's the easy way out or that I cheated, but you'll see a lot within the bariatric community that that's Mm -hmm. like a common thing that people think that, Oh, like, you had weight loss surgery, you cheated. Why couldn't you just do it on your own? Or, you know, you took the easy way out. Like, oh yeah, you lost 150 pounds, but like you had weight loss surgery. So like, okay. who cares, you know? Yeah, and you don't so credit. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so that's another thing that we're battling in the bariatric community is um, that stigma around weight loss. And that's another reason why people are either like afraid to get it or after they get it they're they feel ashamed or they don't feel like they can tell anyone that they had weight loss surgery. Um, and so I feel like, especially on a self-love journey, if you can't learn to love and accept your whole journey, like you're, you're never going to fully love yourself. And so, um, Absolutely. you know, at some point, like First of all, it's not true. <laughs> like I, we all know it's not true because we put in the work every single day to stay healthy, to, you know, to, to get the weight off and then to maintain the weight, like weight loss surgery. It's not like they just go in with a laser and like cut all the fat yeah, away or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you still have to do the work you are doing the work, like when people say, why can you just do it on your own? Well, I am doing it on my own. I'm doing it on my own. I just have a tool that is also helping. Like that's all it is. It's, you know, and it's a tool that I'll have for the rest of my life. 
Um, and by tool, I mean, for people that don't know what bariatric surgery is, but like my surgery, I had sleeve surgery. So they cut away 80% of my stomach. So what was left is like a sleeve. It's like a, the size of a banana, basically what was left of my stomach. Um, and so, you know, the first year after surgery, um, there's a lot of restriction. Um, your portion sizes are very small. Um, but as you get further out, like at this point in my journey, I can eat a full, like I can eat a decent sized meal. Can I eat near what I could eat before surgery? No. Um, but like if, if I wanted to, I could get in 5,000 calories a day easily. I could, and especially if I'm drinking calories, you know, so we still have to watch what we're eating, watch what we're drinking, exercise, you know, get our movement in. All of those things still have to be done, even when you have weight loss surgery. It's not like you just have the surgery and then you just magically lose all the weight. Like you the still have to put in. Back. Yes. And the weight can come back. And so you have to stay diligent and you have to put in the work. And that's why building the lifestyle, creating the habits, all of those things are so important along your journey. Um but yeah, like normalizing bariatric surgery is really important to me because I think that this is something that could literally save so many lives. And there was a statistic I saw a while back that it's something like out of, you know, like all of the patients or all of the people that look into bariatric surgery, only like 2% of them actually go through with it. And I'm just like, what? Like, no, this could be your answer. This could be it for you, you know? So I'm really, I'm very passionate about that because I want people to know that first of all, it doesn't matter what other people think. You know that you put in the hard work. You know what your journey is, what your story is and why you chose this route. And you don't have to explain it to anyone. And um, it's not an overly drastic measure. It's a very routine procedure. It's a it's basically just a medical solution to weight loss. That's all it is. Like, and that's what I want people to think of it as it's, it's not some drastic thing that you have to weigh 500 pounds to have bariatric surgery. Like you can literally get bariatric surgery, even if, you know, let's say you're 200 pounds and you've just really struggled. You've never been able to, you know, fully lose the weight. Like you, maybe you'll lose 20 pounds, but then you gain it back and you're just constantly, you know, frustrated. Bariatric surgery could be a solution for you. Like, um, you know, it's, yeah, that's, I feel like I'm ranting at this point, but I'm just, um, yeah, I, I just really, it, it really makes me sad and upset when I get messages like that, that people don't want to have surgery because either they're, they don't want to lose weight because they're afraid people will judge them for not being body positive, or they don't want to get the surgery because they're afraid of what people will say about them having bariatric surgery. You know, um, I think feel like because of the stigma around it, it's like anything else, right? If, so-and-so says that you're supposed to wear this type of like, uh, you know, fashion icon says this Gucci or whatever, you know, then everybody's like, oh yeah, if I wear this brand, then I'm not good enough. Or if I do this, then they'll make fun of me. And it's like, it's your body. 
okay, regardless of what you choose from it, because I can stand behind and like when my aunts got it, I was like, why would they do that? And I didn't understand it at the time. I was very young. So I'm like, I don't understand. Can't you just go work out? And, and for some people, let's be realistic. That doesn't always work. And with the diet culture being the way it is and having the network it has with, you know, let's, it's worth $72 billion. So their influence in the world in the United States is a lot. And we allow it to impact our daily lives. So yeah, and a lot of us don't have that inner strength, that inner voice telling us, fuck what everybody else says, you know, screw them. I could do this. This is my body. I could just, we really rely on outside validation. And so the stigma is so high um, within the surgery that, you know, like you said, a lot of people will just like, I don't want to do it. I, I, and in reality, it's, a lot of people that are influencing those people in negative ways, they don't understand it. They have no idea what it pertains to because you can't a hundred percent gain the weight back. I saw it with one of my family members. It doesn't, if you go down the wrong path, again, you're going to get it back. There's no guarantee. It's not a magic pill. You don't just say, I get the surgery and you stop, you go back to eating shitty. You go back to your, you know, inconsistent lifestyle of working out, you have, you have to make a commitment every day to live the best life and get up, you know, be consistent, eat the right meals and stick to it long-term. It's a lifestyle change. And yeah, you might've gotten a little help, but it's only for really, it's going to impact your mental health at the end of the day and your overall health. And, and yeah, you know, just positively impact your life. It's not this negative effect where it's like, oh yeah, I, I hate my life now. I guarantee you most of the people that go through with it, like you are now reinforcing to other people. Like it's okay. I'm this slight. Look at me. I've accepted myself. And yeah, I've still had to accept what I look like now because of the loose skin and the stretch marks, but that's okay too, because it's all part of the journey. And like you said earlier, if you can't accept this chapter, then how are you supposed to accept the entire, you know, the book you're writing? You're never yeah. going to be able to get there. Yeah. Um, so it just, it really bothers me that people stigmatize everything nowadays. You can Google anything and the first thing that pop up is all the negativity. But if you go and, you know, Google surgery, you know, plastic surgery, all the good stuff comes up because it's the key to making you right. beautiful. And right. it's not, it's not. Yes. Why can't we, when we Google stretch marks, loose skin, you know, the surgery you had and anything else, it's like, oh, this is, it's bad. It's really bad. Like you shouldn't do it. Oh, you have to get your stretch mark removed to be beautiful and loose skin. Oh, who wants to look at that? And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm just over it. I get so like, yeah. I stomp around my husband's like, what's wrong with you today? I'm like, I'm just fucking pissed off. Like, <laughs> fuck says this shit? I was like, I'm so tired of receiving messages on how to laser removal my stretch marks or loose skin. I don't care. I post it because I'm confident in it. And yeah, some days I wake up and I don't feel beautiful because I get tired of looking at it sometimes. But like you said, like my body has given me life appreciate it. Love it. It's not supposed to be perfect. And it's okay yeah. if it's not perfect. Um, 
we have tomorrow to live. It's given us today to get our shit together and tomorrow will be a better day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love, I love that even you are admitting that like, cause you know, I look at your page and I'm just like, man, she is so like, she just loves her body all the time. And she mm-hmm. is so confident and like, you're just mm-hmm. such a badass all the time. And, you know, I, I'm on this self-love journey and I think that's one of the biggest things I've realized is that it is a journey. It's not an end destination. Like I have days where I feel sexy and I feel beautiful and even like naked, I feel beautiful, you know, but then I also still have a lot of days where I'm like, okay, I am struggling. Like (laughs) I am really struggling with what I'm seeing in the mirror today. But again, those are the days where it's like, you got to be aware of those thoughts and, you know, process them, quiet them and change the narrative. Um, and, and that's, that's the practice. That's the work. That is the self-love work that we have to put in that leads to the days where we're loving it, where we're just like, man, I feel great today. And it's because of the work we're putting in on those hard days. Right. You can't give, you can't give up on your hard days. And that's, we were talking about earlier because you were I was like, what are you open to? What do you want don't want to talk about? And like you were like, well, sex too. And it was like, it just like sparked a light bulb. My husband's probably gonna listen to this and be like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, there's even days like it's one thing is lifting the weight and in the garage and feeling like a badass. And the next, you know. The other feeling is laying in the bed and like at times dreading to have sex because it's like, I could see the loose skin. I could see it moving. And I'm like this, like, what can he see? Granted, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, He thinks I'm beautiful, but just looking at yourself, sometimes it's just a reminder. And then it's that moment. It's like, okay, first of all, enjoy the moment. Um, but also like you're here, you're alive. Like it's okay. Um, this is part of who you are and it's a part of your identity. Like embrace it, embrace yeah. the change. Um, you still work. It still works. You're still having sex. So, I mean, everything's all good in the hood, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but so, sometimes, you know, I have this, I've never talked about any to anyone with loose skin and like the whole like sex and like, you know, body acceptance. But I mean, for me personally, it does get hard sometimes. And like, you know, just seeing it dangle and it's like, I'm like, can't this go away? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so when me and my partner got together, like I honestly, I swore not to him, but like internally, I was like, he will never see me naked. Like he will never see this. Never. And, um, you know, I, I started like, I really think of big part of my self-love journey, like accepting my loose skin has been my Instagram and kind of just like airing it out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Literally like that has helped me so much be more comfortable with my skin and realizing that it's, that this is normal and it's okay to, to have loose skin, to have stretch marks. Um, so the more comfortable I got kind of like taking pictures and like showcasing my loose skin on Instagram, then I kind of just got like trying to work on being more comfortable, like changing in front of Scott or like, you know, being naked just in general, like walking from the shower to the bedroom, 
you know, something like that. And then eventually it was like, okay, we can, you know, I, I love lingerie. I love getting cutesy because that makes me feel better. That makes me feel sexier. You're so Um, fashionista. I'm like, she dresses so cute all the time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like lingerie, I think lingerie can be a great, you know, thing to make you feel more comfortable when you're struggling with your skin. Um, But, you know, then I got like, I started, you know, no lingerie, like, okay. Um, And it's again, it's like, it's practice. It's just like anything else. Like you kind of just have to force yourself to do it and to get used to it. And just like you said, just because I've got used to it doesn't necessarily mean that every single time, you know, we, we go to be intimate that I'm, I'm feeling super comfortable and confident and sexy. Um, but I, I do like, it's, it doesn't really hinder me anymore, I guess is, the thing and so but yeah there's definitely different positions you know that like definitely for being on top I still want like lingerie that's that is something I still haven't like I can't I I haven't gotten there yet I can't yeah same yeah for sure I still I still struggle with that and that's okay that's okay you know another like you gotta forgive yourself and we want it to be enjoyable we don't want to be like in the moment worried about how we look at every angle. So do whatever you need to do to be comfortable, wear whatever you need to wear to be comfortable and feel sexy and and be able to let loose so that you can enjoy the moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, It's just, it feels good as a woman to hear from someone else that totally understands. Cause I mean, Obviously, I don't put that stuff online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now the whole world knows. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that's like something like there's part of the self-love journey is that there's always something to learn about yourself to accept. Yeah. Um, whether it's you might have backtracked um, and you need to learn to accept that part of you again or, you know, something new that you might have just like looked down. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I did not know that was there or that existed. So it's constantly evolving, um, constantly learning, accepting and changing and, you know, rewriting your story, whatever, whatever chess piece you have to move, but to be a better, healthier you. Um, But yeah, the self-acceptance, self-love, body positivity. I really, at the end of the day, I really do believe um, that it does mesh well together, that it does, it's supposed to go well uh, together, regardless of what your beliefs are. you know, body positivity, self-acceptance, self-love, um, self-care, all the selves that really, they just go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. So whatever yeah. that might look like to you. Um, and if you're at your healthiest and you're doing all the things that you've always wanted to do, then that's right. Um, yeah. everybody's story is different. Everybody's journey is different, you know, and that's what I had posted today is that embrace the pace of your own journey because everybody's journey is different just because it might look like you and I are you know are self-confident and all these things well there's a story behind that we weren't always like this we had to learn to get to where we're at today um but I feel like with social media being as it is you know sometimes we just stroll and see and we're like why can't we have that but we need to learn from one another. We need, and that's why I think it's beautiful when 
we do have the courage because it does take courage and vulnerability to really showcase our skin, our lives, our journey, our story, and be vulnerable and have courage. Cause it's, it's not like, you know, it's not easy some days. It's like, do I really want to post that photo? Like, do I really feel comfortable doing this? Um, sometimes we need to even like, you know, boost ourselves up in our, our, our ego and be like, okay, yeah. we, we could do this. We could really do this. You know, it's not for us anymore. And that's what I was um, sharing on a few podcasts ago, but it's not for us. Once we accept who we are now, it's, I truly believe that it's our responsibility to empower, to inspire someone else. Cause we already have felt that self-acceptance. Now it's our personal responsibility to share it. So someone else is, you know, like is inspired and then they become one with themselves and then they res- inspire another. So, yes. you know, it's, it's important for us to, um, sh- continuously share regardless of how we feel, but, um, you know, with, with self-love, what advice would you give somebody that's on their journey that's struggling or, you know, that's just stuck in a rut right now? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, the advice that I would give is, you know, first of all, I think journaling, journaling has helped me a lot in my journey as well. Just like getting out my thoughts when I'm struggling, like, what am I struggling with? Why am I struggling with these things? Um, but then also, you know, all of this, it's, it's a journey of taking back control and realizing that you do have power. You, you have power within you. And so, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you want to achieve, whatever it is that you're working towards, um, you know, at some point you just have to start taking that one step. Like it doesn't have to be a big step. It can be a little step, but you have to just start. And that's the process of taking back control. And once you start taking back control and you start taking back power over your own life and uh, working towards the, those goals you have, like the self-love will come, you know? And then along with that, letting go, learning to let go and forgive yourself for, you know, um, falling or for whatever it was, holding yourself back, whatever. Um, you know, you have to realize that everything happens for a reason. Everything happens in its time. Even my bariatric journey, you know, there are so many of us that say like, oh, I just wish I had it sooner. Um, you know, and I, I do wish I had it sooner, but I also have come to realize that I think I had my surgery when I was supposed to have it in my life. Like, I was meant to go through every single thing I was meant to experience to be the person that I am right now. Like if I hadn't experienced those things, I don't, I don't know what kind of person I would, I don't know who I'd be now, but I know that I love the woman that I've become and I'm only this person because of those experiences. And so, you know, if you're struggling with loving who you are right now, um, you know, that probably means that you have some things you need to work on. And they're not going to work on themselves. So again, you just have to start by choosing one thing that you can focus on to start changing, um, to get to be the person that you want to be, the person you envision. And I promise once you start embodying that person, it becomes easier to forgive your past, to embrace your full journey. 
Um, because in that moment, then you realize like, I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky. And I would not be here today had I not experienced what I did. So I don't know if that answers that question, but anyways. I love it. <laughs> it's so inspirational. And I was like, oh, whoo, you're over here inspiring me. But, and then if one piece of advice, if someone was on, you know, they were contemplating on re- getting the surgery, what would be the one last piece of advice that you would tell them? And maybe that would be the, the thing that just helps them just say, I, I, I could do this. Like, this is it. Like, this is time change. What line, what one line, what one thing would you tell them? Okay. Well, I'm not going to hit one lines. I'm a talker. (laughs) Well, give it to me. Um, What would you tell them if they were on the fence? Literally kind of just like what I was talking about earlier. If you're on the fence because you're worried about what other people are going to think, or because you're worried about, um, you know, how you're going to explain this to people or whatever it is. I want you to think about something. I want you to sit there and I want you to think, okay, are you really willing to put your life and your health on hold because of the opinions of other people that don't have to live in your body, right? Like you're the one living in your body. You're the one in pain every day, suffering through this life. Um, are you, you're really going to keep going through that just because you're afraid of what Joe Schmo over here thinks? Yeah. Like, you know, at some point, this is, you got to realize this is your life. And who are you living your life for? That's what you need to kind of do an internal um, reflection on. Um, some of the other, like, reasons I get that people don't want to have bariatric surgery is because they're scared. Um, I'm here to tell you bariatric surgery has like an extremely low complication rate, risk rate, um, death rate, you know, the, the people who have died from bariatric surgery are people with extreme, like already existing extreme complications, extreme, you know, issues. Um, so this is a very safe routine procedure. And I can guarantee that if you are a morbidly obese person right now, you are at higher risk right now sitting where you're at, at complications, death, et cetera, than getting the surgery. So, um, and then I feel like another common, uh, thing I get from people who are on the fence is that they're afraid of the loose skin. And I'm here to tell you right now, you already have the skin on your body. It's just stretched out. Like the loose skin it's like, you already have the skin you're carrying around with you right now. You have the skin. Um, it's just full of what's weighing you down. So every, ask any other person out there, they would much rather have the loose skin and be able to move freely and do the things that they want to do and enjoy life than carry around 150 extra pounds every day. Um, so that is what I have to say. If you're on the fence for bariatric surgery, um, if anyone out there wants to talk about this, wants advice, wants coaching, whatever, reach out to me because um, I would love to help you through this process if you are considering it. Um, it is the best decision I ever made in my entire life. 
And like I said, I do wish I could go back and have done it earlier, but also I know that I had it in the right time for myself. So, yeah. Yeah. And if they want to reach you to communicate with you, where can they reach you at? So my Instagram losing to blooming or email, which is also losing to blooming at gmail.com um, are the, the two places that you can reach me. At. So I got to ask you why losing to blooming? So that was literally, um, you know, I had my Instagram for a while, but then at the beginning of last year is when I really decided to start like trying to grow my Instagram, share my story, um, work on my self-love journey. And to me, that's what, that's what this process is. This isn't just about losing weight. This is about going from just a weight loss journey into blooming into the life that you've always wanted and blooming into the person that you've always wanted to be. Like, so that's why I fell on losing to blooming because I, to me, this is not just a, a weight loss journey. This doesn't just end at the, the losing part. This is about taking this journey and developing it into your, into your lifestyle and learning how to love yourself and, um, learning what fitness you enjoy. And, you know, yeah, just like I said, blooming into your life. That's, that's what I'm wanting to help people do as well. And you are, you're doing it. You're doing it every single day, every single post, Thank every you. new person that comes across. Um, yeah, it's like, honestly, when you reached out to me to do the giveaway, I was like, oh my gosh, a celebrity reached out to me. Oh my God. No, no. You okay. Know, because, I honestly kind of hate that. Like, I know, so, but it, go ahead. It's weird I'll to me, it. like when, okay. So something you should know about me, I am very socially awkward. I'm very introverted. So like the person that you see on Instagram, mm -hmm. if you were to like run into me at, in the store, that's actually one of my worst nights is like running into someone from Instagram or something, someone like recognizing me because that's just like the most awkward thing when people want to talk to me about my Instagram, like my friends and family or like just acquaintances that know me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Oh my God, like, I don't know. This is so awkward. I'm not a celebrity. I don't think of myself yeah. as anything big or major. Like I'm just out here sharing my story, you guys. Okay. Like, yes, I know yeah. you've seen me half naked. I'm sorry. Just like, please. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. It's because you share your story, you know, you're very open. So when like, I was like, oh my gosh, like you like just take a moment, like what you think of the woman that helped inspire you that's what women think of you. And that's why when you came across, I was like, well, this is awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the heck? Like, so that's what I, you know, how I look at you. And really it's, um, I could totally understand with the whole awkwardness. I'm just an awkward person in general. Um, I, I'm the person running around like a crazy, like, like the parents yeah. at soccer today. They're like, <laughs> more power to you. They're like, kudos to you. I could not do this. And I'm over there going, running yeah. around with their kids looking like, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, but totally awkward too. Um, my mom follows me on Instagram. Okay. So like her and my dad look at my posts and I'm like, sometimes I'm like naked pretty much, yeah, oh yeah. but I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, uh, so I'm socially awkward. I've always been that kid, but 
Um, yeah. So, but you're constantly inspiring and, and, you know, I don't ever stop what you're doing. Cause I, I'm telling you, even people that are listening now, I guarantee that they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, why didn't I follow her sooner? Or I wish I would have came across her page. Um, and, and now, you know, they'll be able to like, you know, I don't be able to connect with you and feel yeah. because when you're authentic and you're pure and you're really just honest, like people take it, like what they think of you so different. Like they think you're a super like hero, you know, you have this superpower that they wish they had, although they do have it within them. They just have to get to that point in their lives where they're like, I'm vulnerable. I'm free. This is freedom. It's really just weight lifted off your shoulders. And that's what self-love is. And I remember writing about it, you know, my, the very first post I ever wrote when I did show my stretch marks. And when people ask me, I'm like, it's like, like relief, like you no longer have, you're not here to please so-and-so or social media or oh my God, what if someone comes across my page and if they're going to like it, like it doesn't freaking matter. Like who people, if they all, you know, if they give you negativity or talk about you, they already were talking about you previously. Anyways, most of the time guaranteed they didn't like you. They still won't like you. Um, but they're always the ones watching. They're always the first to like, you know, not like your posts, but they're the first to view your story. Um, So don't do it for them. They don't matter. Do it for yourself. And and I feel like that's the power you give over people. Like, you know, you're helping them in their, you know, reaching freedom. Because sometimes we just need someone to tell us it's okay or to see it and just be like, me too. I could do that too. Oh my gosh. It's like the sign, you know, it's like the heavens have opened or however you want to see it. Um, And it's like, finally, like, it's my time to shine. And really, yeah. you know, then it's just like that ball's rolling and they get to inspire somebody else. And then that person inspires somebody. Else. And it's like a trickling effect. And then maybe someday we'll crush society standards and crush the diet culture and put it to rest where it belongs because it doesn't need to exist. It doesn't need yes. to be here. I'm freaking yes. tired. I am so tired of it. I'm over it. I tell, I sit down and my husband's like, well, what now? I'm like, I'm just over this shit. Like, can't it just like be put to rest? I'm so tired. I'm not going to sit there and say that I didn't try every pill in the diet industry because I did. I freaking did. And I spent thousands of dollars. But, you know, um, we just it maybe someday if we continue in this path, we'll be able to transform one yes. another inspire one another and then we could say screw you diet culture give us our money back <laughs> we'll take it um right? and now we're the ones with the you know wealth in ourselves and who we are in our journey um and yeah and then it's just you know a beautiful sunflower and we're all blooming <laughs> and i love that yes. i love your instagram handle it's uh thank you it's really just goes with you know, you bloom, you transform, you became a butterfly. Um, and I love the analogy and I love you. You're such a beautiful person. Um, but is there anything else you would, you, you know, you would tell the listeners what other piece of advice, like self-love, um, anything else that you have on your heart that you're just like wanting to share? Oh man. 
I don't know. I could talk forever if we had time, but um, I honestly just, like I said earlier, I know it's hard, but you just have to find someplace to start. And um, also, you know, comparing, that's another thing that's like so hard in this community. And just remember, like you're on your own journey, you're on your own path and um, just stay focused on your goals. And, um, in time, as long as you don't quit, don't give up on yourself and your, your time will come. So I'll put you on the spot really quick because I normally close out. I put everybody on the spot, not just you, don't worry, but I normally close with the quote. Is there any quote in particular that you love that you, you can even look it up, um, but that you want to let them know? Oh man. Um, I have so many quotes. Uh, <laughs> you could share um, two. A, if you don't want to share just one. I have like a bunch on my wall right now that I'm like looking at, like, what is something I, um, Oh, okay. One that I really, really love is, um, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. So I feel like that ties in with what we were talking about, accepting your journey, accepting the the hardships you've gone through, the maybe mistakes you've made or whatever it is, you know, these are things that you had to experience to, um, you know, come into who you are now. And so, yes, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. I love that. I love that. And um your journey is you're just showcasing a beautiful destination where you're at. I'm telling you guys, if you don't already follow her, please go give her a follow. Her smile alone will get you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like it showcases, you know, really, you can tell when somebody is just so in love with who they are and they've come to this place of self-acceptance, even though they're still learning to accept parts of them you can tell when you're radiating self-love and you're just pure and it just, it, your smile alone and all your photos, I could see it. It vibrates. It might be just social media, but it really just, it's self-love at the, at its Thank fullest. You. And, and so I, you know, I encourage you guys give her a fall. Thank you, Michaela, for being on the show. Thank you for taking the time to sit and chat. I know we could talk for hours. We'll have to do it again. Uh, another collaboration. This time when I'm not like huffing and puffing and sound like <laughs> I lost my voice, but I really do appreciate your time. Um, I did want to share uh, one last thing because as much as I adore this company, I know you do too, but just so our listeners can even use your discount code or your promo code uh, for Bomar Nutrition, who um, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so Bomar Nutrition, that, yeah, supplements, protein supplements, absolutely love them. Um, I am an athlete for them, and my code is BLOOM, B L O B L O O M. And it's not a discount code, it just lets them know that you're supporting me when you purchase. But yeah, that means so much to me. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And then also, she does put recipes. She has recipes on her page um, using the Bomar supplements. 
Um, yes, I, I love experience. That's like one of my passions is experimenting with recipes, not just sweet. Like I also love experimenting with savory recipes to just make like healthy tweaks. But then I love making like protein boosted uh, treats and desserts and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I love, I love playing around with the the protein and the recipes. <laughs> Everything looks so good. I remember following one of their posts and I'm like, who is making all this stuff? Like, I just want to shove it in my mouth. <laughs> I was like, it looks so good. Um, yeah, you, ugh. me, protein and baking with protein doesn't end well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I can bake, I can bake a cake and cake pops and all that, but I'm just like, like it's an experiment. It really is. But I it love is. what you yeah. do. Um, Thank I, you. I love your page. Um, just everything, everything. But yeah, Bomar Nutrition, again, you guys head over, use the code Bloom, uh, support Michaela um, and get your hands on like one of the best supplement companies I've ever come across. No bloating, yes. no of that funky stuff. Um, it's really, and they are good people too. I love what they stand for. I love the quality of their stuff. Uh, you can never go wrong. Um, but yeah, before we end, I did want to, um, give you guys some discount codes again. Thank you for your love and support. Uh, we're almost at 3000 downloads for the podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, you guys are just such a light and, um, I really do Love you guys, all of you. And I know I can't always get to all your messages. And, but I promise, even though I'm a soccer coach now, because, you know, I decided not to go soccer mom route. Um, <laughs> I wanted to go the coach route. I promise I'll still be showing up and giving you guys all the good stuff, all the positivity. So, all right, guys. And let me drop you some discount codes before we end this week's episode. I'm going to start off with Born Primitive, the best apparel company in the world. They are so humanitarian, always giving back. Now their spring collection does drop if you signed up for early access this Friday, April 9th. I'm telling you, you're not going to want to miss out. The spring collection is my absolute favorite. Now, the spring collection will be available to everyone else this Monday, April 12th. For Born Primitive, we did get our discount code change. So it will going forward, it will be BP Des T 2014. And now that's Des D E S. So BP Des T 2014. Um, if we have any other changes, I will let you guys know, but for now that is it. And we'll do also be putting a direct link below this episode. You can also find it on my Instagram page that will have a direct link that will already have that discount code um, put it in for you when you go to checkout. Now, save your grips, save your hands, stop tearing, and invest in the best grips in the world, wad and done. I cannot tell you the last time I tore. I love them. They work for me. They are absolutely amazing. I love their adhesive. I love the company. I love the people. They're absolute best customer service. They're so awesome. Head over at checkout and save with Treasures 10. And of course, if you don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar, which a lot of people honestly don't, um, you can head on over to Goalie and save yourself at checkout with Lincoln's underscore treasures. Last but not least, please give a big shout out and follow to the UR Brute Force community. 
get yourself a sandbag, a kettlebell sandbag, switch up your workouts. I promise you, you cannot go wrong with the sandbag wad workout, however you want to say it, but give them a shout out, give them a follow. And again, thank you guys for your support, uh, your positivity, your love. It does not go unnoticed. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. I will also be keeping you guys updated on <laughs> my soccer coach journey. Um, actually, as I'm speaking to you now, Thursday, we, which is today, we have Lincoln's um, practice. So we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, excited. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to next week's episode. Tune in weekly every Thursday for a new self-love podcast. Just keep in mind, if you have ever any um, questions or if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at Desiree at selfloveeffect.com or you can head on over to the self-love effect shop. You can also find me on Instagram. Again, that's at Lincoln's Treasures. Lincoln's underscore treasures. And then you can also find me on Facebook at Desiree Toppings. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Love you guys. Have a tremendous rest of your week and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.